Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us in our vocations, in whatever state of life we may be in. And now your host, Stacy Galino. Hey there, everybody. I'm so delighted to be back with you once again here on the Faith and Good Counsel Show. I believe I have another wonderful guest today, another wonderful show for you today. And we're going to be talking about one of my very favorite topics. You know this. If you've been listening since 2012, you know how much I love to talk about who we are and whose we are and our identity as men and women, as male and female and how God created us. And in particular today, we're going to be talking about feminine genius. And I have with me today someone who is so special to me and who is growing more and more special. He is, um, I met him because he is a friend of my son's, Jacob, who just got married, y'all. Married a beautiful young woman, and I had an opportunity to spend a week with a lot of Jacob's friends. We all rented a house. We had a great time bonding together, having communion together. And one of his very, very best friends um, is with me today, Anthony Delello. Hey there, Anthony, how are you? Doing good. I'm, Doing good. I'm so happy that you're here with me. And one of the things that um, I've learned about Anthony, first of all, if you've paid attention to his last name, you might go, oh yeah, he's Italian. Yeah, he's Italian and he likes to eat, <laughs> which love. makes me really happy. Mm-hmm. I love to eat. Oh, he really does. <laughs> and he knows y'all what it's supposed to taste like. So I can say, Anthony, come taste this. Oh, a little more basil. You need, you know, so that really makes me, <laughs> really makes me happy. So, um, so yeah. Anthony is a campus minister at LSU. He's a graduate of Franciscan University, and there's so much more to him. First of all, he's really cute, too, because I, I just have this special place, you know, because he's kind of like my son, you know? And uh, yeah, so he, I wish you could see his countenance, but you will when you go to stacygalino.com and listen to the archive, and you will see his, his handsome Italian face. So Anthony, tell us a little bit more about you and yeah we are going to talk about feminine genius put that together y'all so but tell us first about you yeah so um i was born and raised in new jersey i spent most of my life there uh i lived in maryland for like a few months when i was in high school but um ended up spending the rest of my high school years and then my undergrad college years in new jersey went to montclair state university for my undergrad and that's Uh, in sociology in sociology so you like people Yes, I, I, like, I do like people. I like people, yes. too. I also worked we, in restaurants for 10 years, so you well, need to like people. <laughs> didn't we all? Didn't we all? Sometimes we, we kind of struggle with that. I'm going to have to be honest. It's hard it working hard. with the public in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I, we have that in common, too. Yes. The Lord yeah. grew me in patience in the restaurant you industry. Do. We grow mm. in virtue when we work in restaurants, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So after that, how, you went to Franciscan, right? I went to Franciscan for a graduate theology degree, yeah. And that's what ultimately has led you here mm-hmm. to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. What a treasure, y'all, because he's campus minister at LSU. Woohoo! Yeah. Woohoo! So doing lots and lots of things. Kind of give us an idea of what your day is like. I mean, you do many, many things, one of which is giving a talk, which is how I came to have you here today. That's <laughs> the other thing, y'all. I read a blog post about a talk he did on feminine genius. I can't wait to uh, to share that with you. But first, what do you do? What's the day, a day like for you, Anthony? 
Um, I mean, they're all so different, but I mean, you pretty much just go in and you give it to the Lord. Um, there'll be days where you can meet with anywhere from one student to seven or eight students a day, uh, just doing one-on-one ministry. Really? Kind um, of count, counsel, like good counsel in a way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a, a lot of the ministry is just giving them someone to open up to, um, yeah. growing in that relationship of trust, um, which is really cool to see because there's a couple of us there. Um, it's myself, Jordan's another campus minister. And then Miss mm-hmm. Julie's another campus minister, mm-hmm. and so they each kind of jive with us differently, and they know yeah. who they can go to and open up to. Um, we also have different events that we have throughout the week, um, nightly events. We have small group Bible studies that we do. So I'll I'll try and check out the Bible studies when I can. Try and meet as many of the students as I can. Um, I'm doing a lot with music ministry right now, so just wow. trying to build up the music ministry. Uh, we started with maybe like five students that were consistent and now going into this next year i have maybe 25 or 30 students who want to do music ministry uh so the lord is yeah he's kind of just blowing it up right now but (laughs) are you a musician too anthony did i not know this about you i'm not a musician i like to sing um Mm -hmm. but i just love praise and worship i love you know when when students have a heart for for wanting to sing yeah. to the Lord and use their gifts in that way, so. yeah, you know, uh, hearkening back to something you you said a moment ago, meeting with students for ministry, kind of like good what I call good counsel. You know, it's not at the level of therapy or or actual counseling, but mm-hmm. but uh, more of a pastoral kind of peer yeah. kind of a, a counsel, and that is so powerful. Um, I I remember um, you know, well. My favorite age group to work with actually is your age group and younger, the college age, Anthony, because you're coming in, it's, you're an adult, you know, quote, legally an adult, but there's still um, so much growth um, as a person that is, um, that is before them and, and they're in need of, and they're looking for good guidance, um, good, someone who maybe is just a few steps ahead who can kind of show them because there's, we live in a really chaotic world and there are lots of avenues that we can go down that we don't want to go down that we end up, they're very attractive, but we end up being very hurt. Mm -hmm. And so I love that that's, I didn't realize that's part of what you do is to make, to, to open yourself to sit with students, I'm sure male and female, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and to listen, and, and you are a good listener. I noticed that about you <laughs> when I was able to spend some time with you, that you are um, very attentive and very genuine. And I think that right there, uh, plus the fact of being filled with grace, hopefully it is the most important thing mm-hmm. when you encounter souls who are in need. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you um, seeing, Anthony, in your work, I know um, just from a mental health perspective, the world is is groaning, and there's so many needs, so much anxiety, depression. Um, we don't know who we are. We're lost. Um, young people and older people in my generation, and even older, we we we're lost. We're lost in so many ways. Mm-hmm. What do you see are the primary issues that you encounter on a college campus? such as LSU and your ministry? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely identity. Uh, I mean, the, this age group um, is an age group where they're coming out of their homes. So it's it's now time to kind of find yourself, trying to figure out what you're doing with your career path, uh, making new friends, trying to see yeah. where you fit in. 
Um, and a lot of times that's where the problems can come from because they don't really know who they are. They don't know how to right. individuate. They don't know how to you know, seek out. They don't know even what's in their heart, which is why so many people in our generation will, will change majors five or six yeah, times because yeah. they don't know what's in their heart. They don't know what they desire, what's going to fulfill them. Um, so a lot of it is just kind of getting to know them and then kind of affirming them in the good things that you see in them that mm-hmm. nobody has you know pointed out before or that have kind of gotten lost in the mix in a family life or in their other friends or, or whatever it might be um, mm-hmm. and just trying to help them to see the things that the Lord has kind of planted in their hearts that sometimes it just gets covered by all the muck and the confusion mm-hmm. um, and it's really beautiful when, when, when they can kind of start seeing that uh, and then you see them kind of, you know, hesitantly sometimes, but they kind of start to take those first steps toward that true desire in their heart, with, which ultimately is, you know, relationship with the Lord. But And we don't know that, right? We don't right. know that. But how beautiful that you are just sitting there and, and receiving them and, and able, God has given you a gift to, to listen mm. and to attend and to see the goodness um, see the gifts, see the treasures that the Lord has put in a particular heart, and to 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 use your gifts, your your gifts of communication, to and you're just a love for people mm-hmm. to help them begin to see who they really are, and to kind of help them because it's it's an overwhelming world out there, and really it's I, gosh, I'm just remembering back to being. I was 17 when I started LSU. I graduated high school early. Why I did that? I don't recommend it, but it did. It did. And I was overwhelmed. And I still remember that feeling. And boy, I, I had no idea. I wasn't even Catholic then. So how awesome it would have been to know that there was this um, ministry, this service, this opportunity to sit one-on-one with someone like you, Anthony, to go, okay, let's talk, mm-hmm. you know? So, Anthony, I understand that you do a lot of talks um, as part of your work. And I ran across, I mean, I, I, I've, I've heard Jacob speak over and over of his friend Anthony. We've met, you know, and things like that. But I just didn't know very much about you. But when I ran across a blog post, um, it was written by a young woman named Jordan LaHaye. And she writes at theodysseyonline.com. And there's an article she wrote called The Feminine Genius. Well, I'm always looking for things on The Feminine Genius because, you know, it's just one of my passions mm-hmm. to study this. And the title is called, Do You Realize How Beautiful You Are? And next thing I see is Anthony DeLello came simply, he's campus minister of Christ the King Church on LSU campus, came simply to let us know that we are all beautiful and more incredible than we can imagine. Now, how in the world does a young man have a passion for feminine genius? <laughs> yeah, uh... I guess it, it might be the same question you would ask, you know, John Paul. Like, how does how does John Paul have such a passion for theology of the body? You know, what does a, a celibate know about? Right. <laughs> um, and I think it's just pure grace, um, just something that the Lord kind of led me to, um, and something that you know women need to hear from men. Yes, um, absolutely. Because you know, men are supposed to be the protectors and the affirmers. Um, and you need to know what you're protecting and what you're affirming. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And versus objectifying and mm. using whether you intend to or not. And when, right. we, when we're not rightly ordered in who we are, we objectify and use each other. Mm-hmm. And we 
we only have to turn on the television set or really just walk through a mall and look at some of the ads to know that this is all around us. Yeah. And it's really bad. Anthony, yeah. it's been bad for a long, long time. I mean, I've grown up in this, you know, sexual revolution, post-sexual revolution time period. I was born in 64, so I mean, I'm right in it. And it's it, it's bombardment and, mm-hmm. and, and fire hosing. And, and there is another way, mm-hmm. y'all, and it is. It has everything to do with the, the personalism, the theology of the body of John Paul II and how we were cre- originally created before the fall. And we don't even know how badly we're dying for it, mm-hmm. you know? But you're seeing it when these young people walk in your office, mm. broken, confused, overwhelmed. Yeah. And so, yeah, you're bringing it. And in fact, you brought it um, when this young woman Jordan LaHaye attended your talk. She wrote a blog post afterwards. Did you, you knew that, right? I didn't know it at first, actually. Um, it kind of just popped up on the Facebook feed one day, and Surprise! I was like, wait a minute. And then she also supposedly recorded it and sent it to a bunch of people, too. So you, I was just kind of like, wow. You made a <laughs> tremendous impact on this young lady. And I want to talk further about that. We can only skim the surface of feminine genius today, but I want to talk about the kinds of things that you shared with these young women and you focused in on several areas of feminine genius that have um, to do with our receptivity as women, our generosity, um, our sensitivity and our maternity. There's there's all of these beautiful aspects. So when we come back, I want to delve further into the talk that you offered these beautiful young women on the LSU campus. We'll be right back on the Faith and Good Council radio show. This is Karen Hornsby with Chesterton's Corner. G.K. Chesterton was ever grateful for his beloved Francis. He thought himself to be the luckiest man ever to grace this earth for having won his perfect bride. Francis's mother had been somewhat reluctant to let her lovely daughter marry this rather unusual man. A letter from G.K. Chesterton to Francis during their engagement. I cannot profess to offer an explanation of your mother's disquiet, but I admit it does not wholly surprise me You see, I happen to know one factor in the case, and only one, of which you are wholly ignorant. I know you. I know one thing which has made me feel strange before your mother. I know the value of what I take away. I feel in a weird moment like the angel of death. Your mother certainly would have been worried if you had been engaged to the Archangel Michael, who is indeed bearing his disappointment very well. For more of Chesterton, go to chesterton.org. So glad you're joining me here again today on the Faith and Good Counsel show. I have an awesome guest today. He's kind of like a little son to me. He's just so, 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 I can't say you're sweet, but you are, Anthony. You're manly sweet, and you're just precious to me. Anthony DeLello, he is a friend of my son. He's a friend of our families, family as far as I'm concerned, and he is a treasure to the Baton Rouge community, and I'm sharing him with you all over the world, all of our listeners right here in Baton Rouge. We have such a treasure on the LSU, the Louisiana State University uh, campus at Christ the King Catholic Church, where Anthony is campus minister. Thanks for being mm-hmm. with me today, Anthony. So welcome. It's been yeah. a pleasure. And you know what? We failed to do, I forgot to do 
uh, at the beginning and the outset that we forgot to pray. Mm. I We did pray before the show, y'all, but Anthony's, guess who his favorite saint is? It's not going to be hard to, to determine. It is St. Anthony, and we will ask for St. Anthony's as well as Our Lady of Good Counsel's prayers and intercession for us during this during this episode. So, all right. So we are talking about a talk that Anthony offered to some young women at a sorority, right? Yes, at LSU. a sorority house, yeah. Yes, and there's a young woman who attended. Her name is Jordan LaHaye. She wrote a blog post called, Do You Realize How Beautiful You Are? The Feminine Genius. And Jordan did not realize how beautiful she was, and she was <laughs> quite touched with what you had to say, Anthony, and to share, and especially coming from a young man who gets it. I want to know what inspired you to even begin to speak on Feminine Genius. Mm. Uh, I honestly couldn't even tell you. Uh, it really just was a whim one day that I just wanted to know more about it. And so I picked up a book by uh, Pat Gohn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beautiful, blessed, and bodacious. Yeah. And started reading that and people and, you know, were looking at me like, what is a guy doing reading this yeah, book? You yeah. know? Uh, so that's kind of where I got the four main um, aspects for my talk from um, and then drew more from the original source of John Paul's um, dignity and vocation of women. Um, but also just that that desire for my own healing mm -hmm. uh, of what mm -hmm. I thought, you know, mm -hmm. the, 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 the wrong way of looking at a, a woman and the wrong way of also looking at myself because you can't look at a, a woman the wrong way and have a good perspective of yourself because right. we're meant to complement each other. Um, so it was really just a grace from the Lord for myself first and foremost and then to be able to share that uh, with my generation especially who is extremely confused. Extremely confused confused and and I mean my generation is too Anthony and um, it's so sad because I feel even though I inadvertent inadvertently um, unintentionally participated in the you know the feminist movement and the sexual revolution because we were fed this mm. and you know to me as I see the generations coming after me and the wounds that get deeper and deeper and deeper and you know, what you see in just a mental health practice, just a psychiatric practice based in we don't know who we are and therefore we're misinformed and we act upon that in ways that injure ourselves, in ways that are promoted in our secular society as the way to go, mm -hmm. do you know? So I want people to know what the truth is, Anthony, and what you shared with these young women who were hungry, who are thirsting. You spoke, there are several aspects of feminine genius, which we can only skim the surface today, but there were four main aspects that you focused in upon. Could you talk a little bit about those? Yeah, so it's uh, receptivity, generosity, sensitivity, and maternity. So start um, us off at receptivity. So receptivity, it's just the, um, the way that the feminine heart um, when properly being experienced is, is, is naturally open to receive others. Um, and, and the beautiful thing about that is that it's reflected in the physical of the women and in, in, in her very body mm -hmm. and just even just the way that, you know, she receives the man in, in, mm -hmm. in the marital mm -hmm. act. Mm -hmm. um, and offers and, in, for example, nursing a child. Absolutely. Do you know? Yeah. So um, just, you know, her, her deep ability to receive another person. Um, and then that kind of goes into generosity where after receiving the person, she's generous with herself in that she receives them and refreshes them with her love and with her care and when, and with her gentleness. Um, and, 
you know, that'll flow into sensitivity, that in receiving them and being generous toward them, um, a woman is very intuitive, is very, is very sensitive to another person's, you know, demeanor or feelings or, or how they're doing that day or it's just very intuitive that oh there's something wrong today let's talk about it or right. um and that all ultimately goes to the the height of the feminine vocation which is maternity um which is you know as john paul will say is first and foremost spiritual so even if you don't have physical children you're still in your very core the fulfillment of your being is the maternal so right. it's yeah and, you know, uh, uh, my daughter, Olivia, who you can see every week on the Catholic Underground, by the way, that little beauty, that little dark-haired Italian beauty. <laughs> but she tells me, Mama, you have so many children. Now, I have three biological children, two little children that, that live in heaven, two little darlings, and just hundreds of other spiritual children like you, Anthony. Uh. So that's what we're talking about, <laughs> the spiritual maternity. I mean, I just can't help it. I just love people i love it just pours out and really that's a part of me that's always been there but there were forces and there were education and things put in place to kind of stifle that or it's like you're too you're weak or you're too sensitive or you you love too much you you know that person doesn't deserve your love or what have you no god put that there as a gift and it just pours out and i love the permission the permission from the lord through the personalism through the theology of the body of john paul ii another man y'all who got it who got it and left us such a treasure in all of his writings mulieris dignitatem on the dignity and vocation of women so many beautiful documents of course the theology of the body and i just it warms my heart anthony it gives me so much hope to know that a young man in his 20s, you know, mid-20s or so, um, is getting it and gets it and is sharing that with young people on a college campus Mm. who come thirsty, who come thirsty. So, you know, what else strikes me is that as we talked earlier about identity and how we don't know who we are, we don't know whose we are. And that, y'all, is the root of all of the ills that we are seeing in our culture. That's it, that, that, it's that simple, but it's also that complex. Mm-hmm. And the world is really loud, Anthony, you know, and it's really overwhelming and really confusing. And how is it that you were able, you know, with the struggles that you have as a young man, how were you able to get, I know it was a grace from the Lord, but there had to be some line of thinking that began, this is not working for me. This, this kind of life is not working for me. Can you kind of maybe give us a little idea of how you were able to come to even the place of being open to theology of the body? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was a journey of, I guess needing to experience the wrong things, you know, mm. the Lord is allowing me to experience the wrong things and what I thought I wanted. Yeah. Um, and then seeing the emptiness and the confusion that came from that. Um, and then eventually the grace to, to kind of come out of that, um, out of that, that darkness and confusion and, and find that piece of, okay, like this is who you are. Like, this is what I created you to be. Um, you know, taking a, a course in theology of the body for my master's, mm-hmm. um, reading, you know, the, the book by Pat Gohn, reading the, the encyclicals and the letters by John Paul on, you know, the feminine genius and um, really and truly 
our relationship with the Blessed Mother, um, just kind of seeing the truth of the beauty of the feminine person first and foremost through her. Yes. Um, and I believe it was her who kind of called me into that um, and showed me that, you know, this is it, this is what it's all about, and this is what you're called to protect. Yes. Um, and that, that deep desire, you know, as a man um, to be chivalrous, to be, you know, bold and brave, but not knowing what I'm supposed to be fighting for. And so knowing kind of where to put my energies, where to put my spirit, um, and kind of finding that in the blessed mother and then in all of her, you know, what are supposed to be her spiritual daughters. Yes. Oh, I need some Kleenex. (laughs) It's so exciting. So I'm looking here at the various and they're just, you know, there's no way to fully encapsulate what the feminine genius is, but there are other um, aspects besides receptivity, generosity, or that self-giving, that Mm -hmm. self-donation, sensitivity or empathy and maternity. Um, Our beauty, for example, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so much distortion about what is beauty in this world, our, our, our fidelity, um, our commitment to, um, to fidelity, to not only to our spouses, but and our children, but other people, you know, like even my fidelity to you, um, Anthony, it strikes me just as a mental health professional, how we're, when we're wounded in so many different ways, whether it's maybe, maybe you know, the obvious way would be sexual trauma, how we reject it's not conscious, but how we reject receptivity, mm. how we reject our self-giving, how we reject in certain ways sensitivity, and how we reject our maternity. Mm-hmm. How do you are you seeing this from young women? Um, this do you know what I mean by this rejection? Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely. a it's a deep, especially if it's something so severe as sexual trauma, which is so incredibly common. But it's so severe and it makes you very afraid as a woman to give, to to live your true vocation, to give of yourself. Mm-hmm. You're seeing this? Oh, I'm seeing it. Absolutely. Um, there's actually, I know a priest um, who has a healing ministry um, and he says that most women have rejected their own bodies. Yes. You know, that's something that he yes. deals with. Uh, and you see it on the campus, you know, when you talk to them um, and there's key moments, you know, you have to be careful when you say this, especially as a, as a guy, but there's key mm-hmm. moments when I'll tell a female student, you know, you're beautiful, mm-hmm. but she won't be able to look me in the eye right. or she'll tell me that's really hard for me to receive that, Yes, you know, because they, they don't understand that it's not an, an outward thing. It's an essence. It's an interior it's an essence, thing. Exactly. Um, and that's something that I start with my talk is I say, you know, understand that you're beautiful and it's not, it's not that you're beautiful, you know, exteriorly, even though they are, but it's who you are. Like right. it's an essence, like you are beautiful. Like right. that's who you are as a female. It's your beauty itself, you know? Um, So that's like their emanation of the Lord. That's how they reflect his image in their beauty. In their Um, beauty. Yes. In our beauty. I have, I struggle with it too, Anthony. I've Mm. never thought of myself as beautiful. Now, the more that I study and the more that I open to theology, the body and what is true, I can, even on just an intellectual level, I know this is true. Therefore I must open to this. That in itself for me as kind of a thinking intellectual kind of person has helped me bring me to healing mm-hmm. from all of the different things that have damaged my femininity. Um, I, man, 
This is such a great topic. I, I wish we had another hour to, to speak about this. I just love, Anthony, the work that, that you're doing. Um, I'm so grateful for you. I hope you stay a long, long time. <laughs> if, you, if you're missing your Italian food, you come to my house. I'll feed you. Mm, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be your spiritual mama. Whatever we got to do to keep Anthony <laughs> and, at LSU campus. Well, any final thoughts, any final words in our last minute here? Um, yeah, just for anybody who's struggling with this, um, you know, you were kind of saying it too. There's a fear, I think, in women to receive and, and to, to kind of embrace these aspects because, you know, that society sees it as a weakness. Yeah. Um, but what's needed and what's missing is you need the man to trust in. And so first yeah. of all, you need to, to see Christ as your protector, as your prince, as your king, who is going to affirm and protect your, your femininity. Uh, and then also taking Our Lady as the image of who you are called to be and who you are called to kind of follow. Um, so just taking the hand of Jesus and Mary and allowing them to kind of lead you into into that spiritual maternity. Be not afraid. Well, God bless you, <laughs> Anthony DeLello. Thank you so much for being with me today. You're such a precious heart. And thank you, my dear listeners. It's always such a pleasure to be with you here on the Faith and Good Counsel radio show. See you next time. Bye-bye now. Pax Christi, y'all. Faith and Good Counsel is a production of Catholic Community Radio. 